<laughs> Hello. What's up, everybody? It's Aaron. And Nicole. This is Dude That's Fucked Up, the podcast. Yales. Um, <laughs> what's up, everybody? I hope you're well. Mm-hmm. Um, hope. I don't know. It's March. Fuck. It's March Fuck, already. Dude. Oh, my God. My God. March it's madness. Like- it's madness, I tell you. Truly. <laughs> March madness. Uh, um, yeah, I, I I, don't know. I feel like we say it literally every time we hop on. It's just like, yeah, what is time? Oh, man. Well, I mean, honestly, uh, maybe we might all be vaccinated in the U.S. by the end of May. I mean, dude, I can't believe things it. are looking up. I'm. And- yeah. You know what, too? You know, I think it's like how when you go to a fancy, busy restaurant and they tell you the wait's going to be 30 minutes. Like, I think they're still over. Um, I love an I love an under promise and yes. an over deliver. I love Th- it. I think that's what might happen. That's how you should run your business. That's how yep. you should uh, treat your relationships. Well, you know, you should always be better in relationships than you would be at like a job, of course. <laughs> but like... <laughs> And business especially. You should just always yeah. under-promise and always over-deliver. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, well, do we have any business for this week? Um, mm, Do we? No, I don't think so. Okay. We have a Patreon, we could say. Uh, It's patreon.com backslash DTFU podcast. We have a ton. I know we just... I so think much we just content. plugged it. Yeah, but we have extra content on there. Check it out. It's pretty fun. Like whole full ep- episodes that yeah. you've never heard before that mm-hmm. are... yeah. For you. And their video now, too, because we learned how to do video last year. So mm-hmm. uh, you could see our faces. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's fun. It's great it's fun. It's fun. Yeah, it's a good time. Um, yeah. Check that out. Uh, yeah. You can join for like a single solitary month and and and, that's it. and consume all the content. And yeah. Bone out if you want to. Yeah. You could join for a month, crush a ton of content, and get the fuck out. Yeah. We still care. love you. We yeah, still we love care. you. Yeah. yeah, we still think you're cool. Like, that's fine. Um, but like, you know, stick around. But stick around because there's always shit coming. Always on. shit going on. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, that's the biz. Anything fucked mm-hmm. up for you this month or week, I should say? Okay. <laughs> yeah, this month. <laughs> Has this week been a month yet? <laughs> Feels Is like it. it. <laughs> it's like the 13,000th day. It's the 13,000th day. My lisp came back, you guys. Of January? <laughs> of December? Uh, oh my god it's it's the 13th thousandth day of 2020 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah i have a fucked up thing okay yes. um we okay this is gonna embarrass pete but also he said i could talk about it oh uh, great permission yeah yeah permission granted he, he gave permission but also i i was like i would have talked about it anyway <laughs> <laughs> i mean he needs to learn anyway so he knows um, what it is yeah he knows what it is so pete is a very adventurous eater and uh like he'll try anything like if it's supposed to be good if it has good reviews if someone said it's good and and i'm saying adventurous not in terms of like just getting a new dish but like something that's maybe more like a traditional dish of like uh you know a country's cuisine that we don't eat a lot of or whatever Mm -hmm. and or we haven't been like exposed too much and so um we ordered thai food the other night and there was a um black salted crab salad and I, I would never order that. 
I don't know yeah. what it is, but I'm like, first of all, seafood Salt delivery. Salt and crab together and seafood delivery. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. I'm like, there's just so many things happening that I'm not on board with. I just got like chicken pad thai like a fucking basic bitch. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> it was very good. And um, so Pete got this crab salad. And he's like, huh, I wonder how to eat this. And they're like little tiny crabs. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. And so I'm just like eating. And then I hear this sound that is so upsetting. And he is eating the whole crab shell and all. And I was like, are you supposed to eat the whole thing? Is it like a soft shell crab type thing? But it doesn't sound soft. The sound was sending like all the hairs on my neck up and like just awful. And I was like, oh, God. And he's like, yeah, I just looked it up. Like, you, you're you supposed to eat the whole thing. And I was like, okay. And so he just kept eating it. And it was like the most unpleasant dinner. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then <laughs> time goes by. Da, da, da. We get in bed and we lay down. And and he goes, I like heard his stomach making noises. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, man. I feel like that crab was a bad idea. And he goes, yeah, I don't think you're supposed to eat the whole thing. Oh, no. Oh, no. And I was like, I know I Googled it after dinner. <laughs> he Googled it during dinner, but I think because he had already kind of committed to it, he just was like, I don't, I'm just going to do it. Oh, no. God. It's fine. I think Did it's he like perforate an intestine? No, I think he chewed it enough times, thankfully, that it like pulverized was it. So upsetting to me, but like helpful on his end. And so, yeah, he ate these crabs that were, oh, the sound is just like someone's chewing on glass. And, yeah. um, what you're supposed to do, what I saw is you like suck, you like break it open and suck on it, and it's like salty, like a pistachio. <laughs> Or like a crawfish or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. You like open it and suck the juice out or whatever. And that's the good part. Uh, But because it was tiny. Like the legs are like so tiny. It's like you can't like crack them open. I guess you just eat it. And it was. Oi. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. So he did that. Ouchie. Yeah, I'll I'll let, I didn't ask him if he had any trouble, but I'm assuming he was fine. Um did you have anything fucked up this week? Uh yes. Okay. So we got a follow so our last episode was our, our anniversary episode. We had some really fun listener stories. Mm-hmm. One of them was about an uh a, a a very um uh durable hymen, basically. Yeah. Um excessive hymen excessive hymen yeah um and uh so after that episode came out a listener emailed us talking about how she had an experience similar um but actually you know used tampons very uncomfortable sex was uncomfortable i won't say who this person was i'm not gonna like share the whole email but like just for some context and Finally, and this wasn't like once or twice it was uncomfortable. It was like, it was like continuously. The whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so sh- she was saying in her email that it was like, she it was very uncomfortable. And then she at one point was taking out a tampon and it like ripped part of oh. her hymen because mm-hmm. it was like a like webbing basically yeah. is how it like had grown like kind of a lot. And yeah. so... And it jogged a memory for me. And actually, my memory was kind of jogged uh, 
after the hymenectomy story from the listener episode, mm-hmm. this literal exact same thing happened to me. And I just <gasps> kind of like blocked it out or something. I wrote oh back to the God. to this listener to tell her like, this fucking happened to me. And I oh just like, <laughs> like live my life and totally forgot about it, I guess. I don't know. Oh, my God. Which is that, yeah, like basically the tampon got stuck in the story and so they pulled on it and it basically like tore the rest of the hymen like it broke the hymen but like it pulled it in a way that usually it goes like up and in Mm. when your hymen breaks and it's usually for most people it's not it doesn't you know it's like that doesn't happen that doesn't happen yeah your hymen is like pliable and a thin piece of tissue right but for me and other and people, many other, people. Yeah, many other yeah. people, it can grow in a way that like there's like multiple layers to it or it's like mm-hmm. it's like webbed or something like it kind of like spider webs together. Yeah. So I probably at some point, obviously, like long ago, had yeah. my main part of my hymen broke and then because oh I was able to use like tampons and have sex like normally and it didn't hurt or wasn't uncomfortable yeah like it would the part that was still intact would like kind of move to the side or something yeah yeah, yeah. I don't know yeah but one day when I was taking a tampon out it like pulled on a part that was still intact and it broke (gasps) and I was just like oh I think I broke my vagina oh my god um that really fucking hurt like I was like it hurt really fucking bad but I didn't bleed that bad yeah and you're already on your period. And so I was like, like yeah. yeah. So I was just like, oh, I guess I'll ask my gynecologist my next appointment yeah. in a couple of months. And they just like, nobody ever said anything to me, though. Like, no, no doctors ever were like, hey, just so you know, you have like a still have a little bit of tissue here. Your hymen is still intact a little bit. Nobody said anything to me. I had been going to the gynecologist. This only happened to me, I think, in like 2012 or something. Like, you know, like I was a full adult woman. Yeah. Living (laughs) as an adult for a decade. Had been to the gynecologist a million times. So I I never like thought twice about it. Like I was just like, oh, I guess that's just. And I think in my mind, I was like, oh, I think that was maybe like a piece of my hymen. I don't know. Like what else could it be? Oh, my God. I don't know. Like, how fucked up is that? But, like, this listener was saying, like, yes, hymenectomies are very necessary because this shit can happen to you. Yeah. You can bust a piece of your hymen off and it could be very – it could get infected. It could be really painful. It could be dangerous. Like, I don't know. Like, I got lucky and was just like, I don't know. How fucked up is that, though? It's so fucked up. I truly hate how little – we are talked to about our bodies yeah and like how little things are normalized about our bodies and we are so lucky because both of us had very open young mothers who like I know I mean I don't know about your mom but my mom talked to me about everything I never felt weird talking to her about stuff she brought stuff up in ways that like were fine to me like none of it was weird and she didn't shy away from those conversations and I feel so lucky but also like I don't I, I don't think she talked to me. There's still stuff she didn't talk to me about like guys are going to be creepy to you or um or like 
hemorrhoids are a thing yeah or like you know there's just still so many things or like I don't know I just don't know but it would just it would just be so it would have been so nice if like I would have learned so many more things earlier not necessarily from my mom and maybe just like the world you know the world, the world needs to normalize the shit and like in sex yeah. ed it's just like very basic like we yeah. got, we got like a good amount of sex education yeah and, but and it's basically education like about don't get bodies. pregnant and that's yeah, but, it. it's like yeah and it, like we learn about our bodies but just like the very basic functions yeah. of it yeah. like not no one said i would have hair on my fucking nipples and shit yeah like like rude <laughs> and then that comes in i'm like am i a freak and it's like no people have hair on their nipples i think <laughs> i don't know i know so i all that is to say like th- thank you to this listener for the first listener story talking about the 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 thick and yeah, the hymenectomy. resilient hymenectomy. Yeah. yeah. And then this other listener coming coming through with another story. Showing about, support. So yeah. And and it just I I'm like, can't believe I never told anybody about it until this yeah. this person emailed about it. And I was like, this literally same oh exact God. thing happened to me. And I can't believe I just like let it go like it was no big deal. Like it's so, so scary. Fuck. It's I'm so, so scary. Sorry. I I mean, now that I think about it, it's like really fucked up. It's fucked up, yeah. And I was just like, in in I wasn't even at home. I don't think when it happened, I was like, oh my god, that's dramatic. <laughs> I was like at somebody else's apartment. I think it was at DJ's apartment actually. Oh my we god, we just started dating. Probably it was just like, oh god. I was like, oh no, I broke my vagina in my new oh boyfriend's my bathroom. Broke my vagina. Oh my god. Oh, at least it didn't fall out. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. God. Where do so, I get this fixed? Well, and thank God, you know, everything was good to go. But like, I was able to, you know, live a normal yeah. life. But like, I can imagine like somebody being totally freaked out and like traumatized by that. And I don't know. Just so well, crazy that that can happen. And we just yeah. wouldn't. We, we, we do like. I felt like I was a pretty uh, educated person and like comfortable with my own body. And like yeah. then that happened and I was just like totally like I don't know what to do. And is this bad? Yeah. Maybe. But I think I'm OK. I don't know. Yeah. Fuck. That's so I know. Fucked. I know. It's like, yeah, it's so fucked. Well, they I think in their story, they it was like pretty traumatic. Like it seemed like bad. Way they went worse. To the Way worse. The next day, yeah. So yeah. But I, I was proud of that too because you know it's like so many people are just like scared, especially after if it has to do with your genitals. Mm-hmm. It's like oh I don't want to go. Like I'm embarrassed or like I don't want anyone to like know this is happening. And it's like no, you got to tell someone because this is a very important part of your body. Like yeah, and it's like on the in. You know, it's on the inside and like there's you don't know what's going on in there and you can't yeah. see in there too. It's like. Oh, you know, it's know. not like an arm thing where you're like, oh, does that cut look infected? It's like on the inside. And mm-hmm. You got to have someone with a flashlight look in there. I know. I know. I'm just I and I, I think t- I think about like how nobody ever mentioned it or said it could be an issue or. Yeah. Like this or tissue could be an issue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe because the song's never been written. And if we write a song for it, then it will then people can sing it in their sex ed classes. Hymenectomies like, are a thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it, this tissue could be, or and you might have an issue with your tissue. And that's totally normal and fine. Ugh. And you know what? It's all part of having a healthy vagina. 
Huzzah. You've done it. <laughs> we have a song. Oh well, you know, God. it's like learning the 50 states. And yeah. And it's in a song. It's just easier. We, we should just, yeah. Yeah. Start a whole company to educate young girls and adult women about mm-hmm. their bodies. Yeah. Anyone. Yeah. Anyone. We should. Everyone should talk about their bodies. Whatever they have. We should be talking about it so Absolutely. it's normalized and people aren't embarrassed by and then you normal functions. Yeah, and then you don't like fuck your shit up or like feel like you're alone, you know? Yeah. It's just. Ugh. I know. And then people feel shame about it and then it's like, it's like Mama, a whole big thing. I know. Well, well, what are we talking about today? Let's get we're into not ta- it. Let's get off this and we're talking about yeah. something so totally different from anything that we were just talking about. So. Yeah. I'm, I don't even have a good segue for it. We don't need one. We really don't because mm. um, this woman that we're talking about today is someone who survived not one, not two, but three. <laughs> oh, no. Just no, it is two. No, it is two. No, she, no there's actually three. No, three. <laughs> one, two, three major maritime accidents. Um, <laughs> one of those... Uh, accidents maybe you've heard of the sinking of the motherfucking titanic oh my god um (sighs) yeah this is a wild story of a woman who survived three major maritime accidents um Mm. she survived the sinking of the titanic and then two other major major events that are in Mm -hmm. history and when i first heard about this woman i was like this cannot be real but also if it is, have we investigated this woman thoroughly? Yeah. What is happening here? Um, which, is she cursed? Which? which, which. Yeah. <laughs> is she cursed? Uh, should she even be getting on any boats at all no. anymore? Ma'am, no. <laughs> um, but can you even being can you even imagine being fucking present for the sinking of the goddamn Titanic and like surviving it? And surviving it. I mean, it. like. How many people survived it? Like 1,200 oh, or something? Yeah, like a, a lot. A good amount. But but so many people died. Mm-hmm. Um, or was it like 300? I don't even know. It's, I mean, it was, a lot of people survived, but a lot of people also died. died. Yeah, it was a very big ship, and it was like maximum capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's insane that this person survived. Like, so many... Uh, she just had, couldn't get enough of boats. I mean, well, that was her profession, which we'll talk about in a yeah. second. But yeah. I'm just like, but- I'm just envisioning this woman going through these events. And yeah, and one of the lar- like the biggest uh, events, uh, at least in, in our eyes, because we have had James Cameron tell us it was like a huge mm-hmm. deal. I mean, yeah. it was a big deal. Yeah. Um, one of the richest people in the world at the time died in the Titanic. An aster. Oh. An aster died in the Titanic. Whoa. Yeah. Um, I but how- why? They could have gotten on a thing. Maybe they were like a good person and like, yeah, women and children, or maybe yeah. they got hurt or something. I don't know. True. Um, but yeah, James Cameron made a whole last movie about the sinking of the Titanic, which made it feel very like we were there. It was yeah. a very good and detailed, uh, and relevant, final, and relevant like mm-hmm. final few moments, like capturing those what it must have been like in those final moments of yeah. that ill-fated voyage. Uh, also, for me. Thank you, James Cameron, solidified my lifelong crush on Leo and Kate. Yeah. So thank you for that. But oh fuck you very much for Avatar. So. Oh, my God. I hated that movie. <laughs> what a terrible. And they're like supposed to make a million more. I, I, I hope it does not happen. 
And aren't they making like an Avatar ride or Avatar world or something at Disneyland? It's like, sir, this is done. We don't need this. Okay. We don't care. Well, this was a, you know, crazy thing that happened in that time. And this Mm -hmm. woman was present for it and two other events. Um, So let's learn about this very cursed or lucky, uh, lucky, however you want to look at it. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag blessed. Badass survivor lady and her very interesting life. Her name was Violet Constance Jessup, and mm-hmm. she was born on October 2nd, 1887, mm. near Bahia. I don't know how to say it. I'm sorry. Bahia Blanca? Bahia Blanca. But like it's Argentine, Argentinian, so I don't want to. I don't know. Oh, OK. I don't know. Well, in Argentina, um, mm-hmm. she was. Nailed the- it. <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> uh, in Argentina. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, she was the oldest daughter of Irish immigrants, William and Catherine Jessup. Mm-hmm. So there were, you know, she's just Irish, but living in Argentina. Um, mm-hmm. She was the oldest of nine children, of which only six survived in infancy and childhood. Mm-hmm. This was a time when it was very hard to live. Like, Yikes. you catch a, a cold, you get pneumonia. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're a little little baby. Mm-hmm. Really hard times. Um, and her first brush with death came as a young kid. Um, mm-hmm. Very early in life, she became ill. And with what, I, what people are presuming was tuberculosis. Mm-hmm. Now, when you get that as a kid, it is very fatal. Um, mm-hmm. So doctors were like, you're probably going to die. At that <laughs> time, in general, mm-hmm. it was very fatal. Yeah, 100 percent. Yeah. Um, But she obviously uh, survived despite doctors predictions that she would probably die. Um, Mm -hmm. And so she and I'm guessing like maybe either this illness that she had or, you know, subsequent illnesses similar to this or what took out her her three siblings. But I'm not Mm -hmm. I don't know much about that. Yeah. Um, But this was a time where, you know, little babies and children just didn't make it out of infancy or childhood. Um, Mm -hmm. So lucky already um when violet was 16 years old her father died due to complications from surgery Mm. and so like already surrounded by a lot of death a lot of Mm. crazy things early in life um and her mom was like you know what let's get the fuck out of here let's go to england Mm. so she moved uh the family to england um she violet attended a convent like a convent school, and she helped take care of her youngest sister while her mother was a uh, working as a stewardess on like ships. Mm-hmm. Um, then her mother became ill, and so she was like, "You have to take over earning oh. money for the family." Basically, yeah. yeah. She was the oldest, so she mm-hmm. had so Violet dropped out of school. And she went and followed in her mother's footsteps, probably because that was like the industry that her mom knew. Um, mm-hmm. Like if her mom was in service or something for yeah. a house, that's probably what she would do. But she already knew what her mom did. Her mom probably had some ends at some places. And so she started applying for jobs uh, to be a stewardess on a ship. Mm. Um, now, <laughs> this is where things are get very sexist. Um <laughs> oh. I, I read this little tidbit and I was like, what? 
what does that have to do with anything? So I'm reading about it and a part a part of of the of her story says she had to start dressing down to make herself less attractive to be hired. Mm. So to be clear, Violet was hot, like she was gorgeous. Mm. Yeah, hot lady. Um a very beautiful woman. Uh you can like look up her pictures and you can see her as a young lady. She's just mm-hmm. like classically beautiful and just like even by today's standards like she mm-hmm. would you you would like look twice at her and be like ooh yeah it's a very beautiful lady um yeah. so i was like well what 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 are you talking about what's happening yeah. uh <laughs> so but in those days to get a job they just weren't about women having jobs <laughs> in general they were like oh god we have to hire women oh god. yeah yeah um, they're like, if we want, if we are going to hire a woman, we want one that no one cares about. Yeah. They're like, are you over childbearing age? Great. Yeah. Great. Um, do you have any facial deformities? Would you be open to receiving one? Um, if you have a <laughs> hunchback, a, that'd be great. This is a very unsafe work <laughs> environment. So yeah. nobody cares about you in life. Like you're already unfuckable, right? Yeah. That's cool. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, great. Um, <laughs> Also, um, yeah, uh, it'd be great if you had no self-worth. So not only do we want you to ha- to be hideous, um, we also want you to n- to think that you deserve e- everything bad that happens to you. It'll just yeah. make it easier This for is us. your identity now. This is your yeah. job. This is what yeah. you do. So mm-hmm. no, this is like truly terrible. Um, employers yeah. back then, though, believed that someone like her who was youthful – I mean, she was like 20 at the time probably yeah. – she was youthful and she had really good looks. Uh, mm. They were like, this is a disadvantage. You will cause problems with the crew and passengers, <gasps> a.k.a. They were like, we're worried because of your hotness that men will get too horny. Yeah. And that's really a you problem, not an, mm. not an us problem. We will not hold it, any men accountable. Oh my god! We just simply can't have it. So and nothing has changed, and that was a hundred and like forty years ago. Yeah, well, except now it's like, oh, you're hot. We will hire you, but also if you're too, if you use that hotness to make people horny, then yeah, that's your fault too. Yeah. So, oh my god, and yeah, it's your fault that you look that it's your fault. You cannot show a bra strap because what if what if this man cannot contain his boner? Yeah, that's... Then what? We're going to shut the whole company down. It's a whole thing. Yeah, we don't want to, like, upset our customers because yeah. of that. <laughs> um, we can't be shutting down for the day for boners. Production will not <laughs> like that. Yeah, so they... She literally, though, she lost out on jobs because of this. So she's, like, trying... She's bopping around, applying for tons of jobs, and mm-hmm. she finally was like, all right, I'm just going to, like... I know, same not, girl. Yeah, I know. I'm I know gonna, how she feels. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> Oh my god! I know I'm gonna same. I, I'm gonna just wear these literal like sh- like s- sweat stained rags, not wear any makeup. I'm gonna wear the underwear I sharded in at Target. Ah, <laughs> oh man! Um, I'm gonna wear <laughs> I'm gonna wear these pants I've worn since the beginning of quarantine. Yeah, like they were they were yeah. they really were out here just like. Waiting for somebody who just like, you know, they were they wanted a middle aged woman. Yeah, they wanted 
Spencers. They wanted invisible women, basically. If they had to hire women, if women had to be in the workplace, employers were looking for women who were who would make themselves basically invisible. So she dressed herself frumpy, no makeup, did not try basically when she went into these interviews and they were like, Oh great. Yeah. You're perfect. You look like shit. So (laughs) (laughs) when was the last time you washed your hair? Gross. It looks like never you're hired. Yeah. They're like, thank you so much for making yourself as invisible as possible to (laughs) avoid the male gaze. Like this is exactly what we need. You're hired. We're counting on you to keep male horniness to a minimum while you work with us. No, like I said, we be we'll not be holding any men accountable. Yeah. No gross male behavior is too gross for us, but anything that is probably incited by you is not not tolerated. Zero yeah. zero tolerance on that. So I get welcome it. aboard. Um, yeah. <laughs> so she she really went for it and she finally did get hired. Mm-hmm. Uh and over the course of her career of her career though, she did get at least 3 marriage proposals while working on various ships. And one, oh my God. yeah, one was from an incredibly wealthy first class passenger. So, like, she was out here just being hot and she couldn't help it. It just kept, she couldn't help it. It just like kept coming through. That's um, the thing. The male gaze stops for no one. No. Boners. That's, yeah. Boners be damned. It yeah. will happen. They'll happen. And you know what? Dudes get boners for everyone. So, yeah. Yeah. Can't stop any any kind of gross Mm-mm. men yeah um bad to the bone uh so after uh so her first job was a brief stint on a ship called the Orin- orinoco mm. and that was a royal mail line steamer in 1908 uh oh for so like right around the same time so she had a brief stint on that ship mm. and then in 1908 she was hired by the White Star Line. Now that is the most famous mm-hmm. line of its time. It's like yeah. you know the celebrity cruises of its day. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, or like the Norwegian. Oh, is the celebrity one the good one? I feel like celebrity. I don't know. I don't. Norwegian? I think all of them are bad. Yeah. Oh no, there's like some nice ones. Yeah. Well, this was like high class, beautiful, like yeah, transatlantic. Um, yeah. Sailing yeah. Um, in style. So mm-hmm. she started out on the White Star Lines uh, ship, the Majestic. Mm. And then she switched to the Olympic in 1910. Mm. And she was making like shit pay, like literally like two, two pounds every month, which oh. is like in those days about 200 pounds. That'd be about 200 pounds today. Oh, my God. Um, and that work was awful. Yeah, I mean, she was she was a stewardess, so she's like running around doing everything for everyone. Yeah. Um, and but despite like the shitty pay, she actually really enjoyed working on these huge ships. Um, mm-hmm. so she was like kind of nervous. This was like you know in its day, this was like the modern way to travel. Yeah, it'd be like it'd be like being a stewardess on a a a jet, you know, like a mm. really nice jet these days um like, oh okay like like first class like qatar airways or whatever yeah it's like there's like a bar in there and a dance floor and shit yeah and everybody has showers it's crazy yeah <laughs> yeah oh um, yeah like in um crazy rich asians yeah i feel like i've said this before but i i just really want to travel in that sort of first class it just before i die at some point 
Yeah. Like, and if I die on the plane, like, cool. That's, that's fine. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know because then I'll have done it and it will, that'll, I'll have peaked. That's right. That's true. <laughs> um, so she, she, at first she had some like actual concerns about being on the mm. open ocean and, and how the ships would, you know, sail through rough weather conditions while they were traveling across the Atlantic. Like that was, yeah. it's genuinely kind of scary. They did not have the like radar equipment that we do these days. Like they mm. had to just like really <laughs> put their yeah. fucking finger in the air and be like, <laughs> the pressure is about to drop. Like, yeah, like, hmm, uh oh, there's land ahead. <laughs> my bones are aching. You <laughs> yeah. know, it's going to rain. Are we, yeah. are we about to s- sail into a hurricane? I don't know. I don't, uh, I see one. Well, it's too late to turn this huge fucking thing around. So we're going to hit it. Yeah. So, you know, it it was it was pretty scary being in big storms like that on these ships. Yeah. Um but anyway, she she really did like traveling uh on these ships because she liked uh that the Americans that would get on board would they would were more um respectful, I guess. Hmm. And they would they would treat her nicely. So, it was Oh my god. In those days America like Americans were, you know, or it's that thing where I've that seen new people, money thing. Yeah, oh, it's or it's that thing where I've seen people say Americans or, or people say this about West Coasters. West Coasters are nice, but they're not kind, mm. and East Coasters are kind, but they're not nice. And I'm like, oh, mm. I think I know what that means. Yes, yes, and <laughs> yes, and yeah. Not all hashtag not all um, <laughs> West Coasters or whatever, but yeah, I think it's like probably Americans were like nicer to their faces, but like it's that thing of where you are, you seem nice, you just want to talk about yourself, though. Sure, 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 you sure. Know? <laughs> yeah, and it's like yes, I'm gonna be nice to you, but also, um, can you please ha- wait on me, like this yeah. whole time and like draw my bath and like did you turn down my bed it's like it's just rich people in those days that were taking mm. these trips I mean yeah. British rich people were very different compared to the American sure. rich people and she yeah. she preferred the American rich people I guess um, oh my gosh so that made it that a, was the end of that yeah well it <laughs> made it a more enjoyable journey Mm-mm. for her I think um yeah. so the Olympic was a luxury ship that was the largest civilian liner at the time mm-hmm. um and she was on board on the 20th of September 1911 mm-hmm. when the Olympic left from Southampton and collided with the British warship HMS Hawk oh my god um this like was pretty fucked. Like they fully crashed into another huge ship and oh my God. it caused a lot of damage. Um, however, there were no fi- fatalities. Wow. And despite the damage that was sustained, the, they were able to make it back to the port without sinking. So, wow. <sighs> Maybe they weren't that far. It was like, they just backed out. It's like when you're b- two people are backing out of parking spots and they mm-hmm. hit each other. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, well, you're already here. Just pull back in and deal with it. Yeah. So really, really lucky that it wasn't yeah. more of a disaster. But that was her first brush with um, that kind of scary maritime accident. With fucking ship incidents. Yeah. So then 
Violet boarded the RMS Titanic as a stewardess on April 10th of 1912. Oh, my God. That's like months later. Yeah. Like month- not even a full year later. Yeah. She's just like, yeah, I got to work. So, yeah. um, so she gets on the Titanic. She's 24 years old. And oh four days later, on April 14th, it struck an iceberg in the North Atlantic, where oh. we all know what happens next. That shit sank two hours and 40 minutes later after the collision. Uh, and she, obviously, she wrote writes a memoir about her life after this because yeah. it's like wild, first of all. Yeah. Can you fucking imagine? I can't imagine just no. being like, I just was in a fucking boat accident like a few months ago. I would think boats are like not the way to go after the first one. <laughs> I mean, after the first two, you know what I mean? It's like boats are scary. <laughs> Well, and you think too after going after being on the Olympic when this happened, and then knowing like okay, shit can happen. Yeah, it's definitely not a hundred percent full foolproof. Uh, yeah, but did not expect the Titanic to fully sink. No okay. one did. Yeah, no one did. Um, fucking BYO Life Fest. I would be. I would make an inflatable raft that I carried in my luggage. 100%. Oh, my God. I'd be like, I would get someone like a cobbler to make me luggage that actually I could just dump my clothes out of and it would fold out into a boat for just one. Yeah. Just for me. Yeah. I mean, and she, the the probability of her being in these accidents are, are you know, higher, I guess. Because this is her job. She's supposed to be on these ships all the time. Sure. But the probability of being in even just these two is wild. Yes. And it's I so think, unlikely. I think things like this, like, happen, you know, like collisions or, or like, you know, incidents at sea like this happened, mm-hmm. but not on this scale. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously the Titanic is crazy uh yeah so she describes in her memoirs how she was ordered up on deck because she was supposed to function of an example of how to behave for the non-english speakers who were on on the ship um after the crash yeah so she was like able to you know use her language her her she was like multilingual she was able to like tell people like this is what you need to do you need to put a life jacket on there's lifeboats over here stay calm we're gonna everything's okay she was like the modern day um there's a card in the back of the seat pocket in front of you she was the card where she's like putting the life vest on and showing them how to tie it yeah yeah Yeah, yeah, exactly she's like blowing into her thing yeah and here's the lifeboats at the aft of the ship <laughs> mm-hmm. on the sides. Yeah. Before. Yeah. Uh, so and she like helped and watched crew load the lifeboats and was like, you know, helping or like an orderly assembly of mm-hmm. passengers get onto lifeboats. She was handing out pretzels. Yeah. She was like, it's fine. Everybody. No. Everybody. Look, look at my face. Do I look nervous? Look here. Yeah, look here. Oh, um, if I look nervous, that's when you worry. If I don't look see, nervous, you don't wait, need to worry. See these guys over here? They're playing music. Everything's okay. Yeah, everything's Just fine. Gonna, yeah. <laughs> no one's shouting. No one's upset. It's it's going to be fine. Yeah. Uh, so she got into a lifeboat, lifeboat 16. As the boat was being lowered, one of the Titanic's officers gave her a baby to look after. Mm-hmm. She was ordered into the lifeboat. Yeah, they were like, you still need to like – 
maintain Stay with these people. Yeah, yeah you yeah. need to like help these people still. But that's fair because I always thought like wh- when you think about it, you're like, oh no, there was no crew. Like it was. I'm sure all the crew had to like stay behind and die unless they were like rowing the boat. But then it's Mm -hmm. like, no, you would make sure that there is someone there to like a stewardess. Yeah. Or, you know, like a flight attendant on a plane. It's like, no, you you want someone to be like the leader and be like making sure everyone's comfortable. And Mm -hmm. does everyone have a a, life vest? Have a blanket, life vest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can I get you anything? Yeah. So it makes sense from like a business or brand perspective to like do that <laughs> my Alexa just started playing sorry That's okay. um, yeah so she's on this lifeboat she was given mm-hmm. a baby just a random baby to look after yeah. um, and then the next morning she's on she got they got scooped up uh, by the RMS Carpathia which is who they sent the uh, SOS SOS to mm-hmm. while the Titanic was going down. The Carpathia came and scooped up everybody that was in the lifeboats. Mm-hmm. She gets on the ship with this baby. And in her memoir, she says <laughs> that morning, a woman came running up to her crying and grabbed the baby from her and took off. So she had no idea if that was the mother or what. So yeah. <laughs> wild. And then she said later on in her life, um, somebody called her. And said, you are the one that saved me. I was that baby or something. Yeah. But then then just laugh and hang up. Yeah. But she's like, I don't know how anybody would have known that. Everybody that was could have witnessed it died. And I never told anybody. So Mm. except like, I mean, she could have told people, you know what I mean? That sounds like a story. That sounds like a story that you have to tell over and over anytime you're at a party. Sure. It's like, okay, but like, oh my God, Violet's here. <gasps> Violet, you have to tell Fred. He's never met, he's never heard. She was on the fucking Titanic, Fred. Tell, tell. And you're like, Violet. okay. Yeah, yeah, Violet. yeah. Like, let me just like <laughs> refill my drink really quick. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was crazy, you guys. Like, first of all, yeah, like, yeah. everybody's hitting on me. It's crazy. Like, yeah, first of all, I had to make myself like I looked like a troll. <laughs> because, but they made me look like a troll. It's like, oh my god, Violet, I could never imagine that. You're so gorgeous. I know, I know. I know. Like, I know. They like, made me. That's like, how I, was, I had to get my job. So yeah, I was in the most ill-fitting outfit. They're like, just wear the life jacket all the time under your clothes. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Lumpy, the lumpier the better. So I did it. I leaned into it. And that's how I survived. I was already wearing a life vest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh my yeah. God. So then, so she's on the Titanic, survives. Incredible. Yeah. Um, she still has to work though. So she goes yeah. back to work um, on the Olympic for a few years. Mm-hmm. But then World War One breaks out um, in 1914, and she actually joined the British Red Cross um, as a nurse. So badass. Oh, my God. And it wasn't like she wasn't in the service. She was a VAD nurse, which I had to look up what that is, but it's a voluntary aid detachment nurse. And these were very popular in World War One and World War Two. They're not military, but they were stationed uh, th- like they remained civilians, but they were stationed outside of like military bases as additional like hospital offsite nurse station people. 
yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, it was. And you didn't you have to be in. Base. You weren't. Yeah, and you weren't in the military. Like, no. if you were a military military nurse, you had to be like in the army or whatever. Right, so. right. Yeah, and you had to yeah. be on bases and dealing with like, like you know, immediate I- injury and um, what do they call that? Triage. Triage. Yeah, but mm-hmm. she. But this was after. It's like okay, this is like where guys are recovering or whatever. So and then like discharge them and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. Is, yeah. And she had a she had a, a a set of skills that she was like I need to like put this to to use so she mm-hmm. did the voluntary aid detachment um yeah. nurse. So mm-hmm. yeah, she was like I'll get on a ship, I'll do whatever, tell me what to do. Yeah, she's like I love boats. I don't know if you've heard this, but I survive all the accidents. <laughs> I'm like actually pretty lucky, so yeah. it'd be a good idea to have me on the ship like mm-hmm. I'm not saying it would have <laughs> happened if I was not on it wouldn't have happened if I wasn't on the ship but like I survived so like I there has to be some sort of luck happening here I don't know oh yeah yeah or anybody else could be like actually maybe we shouldn't put you on a boat because it sounds like from what I'm hearing every ship you've ever worked on bad bad luck (laughs) bad things are happening yeah (laughs) oh my god but well she did but she did she was working as a VAD nurse and she um, like already had a lot of experience. She already had her sea legs, which takes a lot of time to get. Um, and so they're like, hey, let's put her on this hospital ship that we have, you know, running this route. It's the HMHS Britannic. It was a sister ship to the Olympic and the Titanic. Yes, they Truly. and they and they repurposed it to be a wartime, uh, like wartime yeah, ship. a hospital ship. Just like the Queen Mary. Yeah, just like the Queen Mary. Mm -hmm. Um, Only this one was maybe also cursed because it was like the sister to the other two that had been in accidents that she was also on. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just very weird. Um, And she worked. uh, She worked as a nurse on this ship for two years, nursing British soldiers back to health on voyages between the Middle East and England until the morning of November 21st, 1916, which is two years, like, you know, roughly two years uh, after the Titanic sunk. And the Britannic hit a mine just off the coast of Greece. And this is wild. I didn't know anything about this singing uh, I was. Not I familiar. didn't either. Oh my god! I mean, it I is... knew it. I knew it happened, but it's like really fucking dramatic. It's true. Oh my gosh! It's so traumatic. It is. I think partly because it it is related to the Titanic incident. Right. Yes. And oh, I also I always knew that the Britannic was like a sister ship of the t- Titanic and sunk, but I didn't mm-hmm. know the details. But. It's also fucked up because they tried to prevent some of the things that happened from ha- happening again. Like what happened with the Titanic from happening with the Britannic. Mm. Um, it's Britannic, right? Yeah. Not Britannica. <laughs> Encyclopedia Britannica. Encyclopedia, yeah. Um, okay. So like this, here's a very quick rundown of what happened with the Britannic. Tell me everything. Okay. So... Right after the Titanic incident, White Star, the the ocean liner company that like managed these boats and built them, took a ton of precautions with watertight doors because that was one of the things that did the Titanic in was that they didn't shut them fast enough. They didn't uh, have enough that could shut like it was all fucked up. So they made sure that um, this would have more buoyancy. If something were to happen, they could like lock it all off and the boat could still float. Right. 
it didn't matter because this is what happened. There was an explosion around 8 a.m. on November 21st, and it wasn't immediately known, but they had hit a mine. And this was right off the coast of Greece. And because of the location of the explosion at the time, different stations on the boat. And mind you, this wasn't a military boat, but it was like military adjacent. So like Mm -hmm. everybody on the boat, unless you're a patient, is working. This isn't like a cruise, you know. Right. And so a bunch of people were like, oh, shit, like went to their stations. And then everybody else like at the back of the boat because they were hit towards the front. They were like, what was that? And then they're like, I don't know, like. I'm going to eat the rest of my cheesesteak. And (laughs) (laughs) they weren't eating that. And so um, that's already a mess because communication was bad. Yeah. And then unfortunately, the explosions damaged a few of the watertight doors that they were going to have to rely on to like lock this down and survive. You can't Um, rely on the watertight doors. You cannot rely on the watertight doors. We learned Um, this in Leo's... (laughs) Leo told us like he was wading around in the fucking. Yes, we know. This. Yeah. No, there's water everywhere. Yeah. Um, and so the Britannic should have been able to stay afloat with six of the watertight compartments full of water, but Ooh. it wasn't able to seal off correctly or something like that because of where the Sorry. explosion happened. Aaron's on the toilet. Oh. No, it's pouring. pouring <laughs> it was just water. Uh, but if you're listening, you don't know. So she might be on the toilet. <laughs> um. Okay, so that was damaged. So it was filling with water and it like couldn't close off. Problem number one. Problem number two, this was a big stinky hospital on water and they had a bunch of portholes open on the lower decks of the boat because it smells like, you know, dying men. I don't know. And so they're like, oh, God, we got to like air this place out. So there's a bunch of fucking portholes open. Oh, no. In the front of the boat where they've been hit. And so they're taking on water. And as the water gets lower because the airtight or the watertight sealants aren't working, it's getting lower and lower. And then more water is coming in through the portholes. It is. Oh, my God. What a disaster. It's such a disaster. Uh, In 10 minutes, the Britannic had sustained the same amount of damage the Titanic did in a whole ass hour. Oh, boy. They didn't do all the right precautions, it sounds like. (laughs) No, but here's where they had the edge. They had enough lifeboats because they were like, ooh, that was a mistake. Uh We need lifeboats for everyone, especially because we got, like, people that are going to be injured. We just, like, you know, need to be on top of it. So right away, the crew was like, dude, let's get these. Remember, it's a floating hospital. They're like, we need to get all of these injured people. What a mess. Yeah. They're like, we got to get all these injured people into the lifeboats, get them off this fucking sinking ship and save their lives. So they started and this was Violet's job, partly. So she was part of the staff that was like, all right, let's get these soldiers in the ships. They start filling the lifeboats with the injured people while they're doing that. The captain, Captain Bartlett, was trying to navigate the ship closer to shore because they were right off the coast. Yeah. And he was like, if I can get us to the point where we're close enough to ground the boat, it won't sink and then it'll be fine. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, it'll just like flounder there, but like yeah. won't drown everybody aboard. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be beached. And yeah. so uh, to some degree. And so he was trying oh, to do that. God. And also at the same time, because they were hit, the explosion was on one side. 
it started tilting to that side oh. as it's filling up with water. So he was also trying to correct that. There's just it's just a whole fucking mess. Wow, this is a lot happening. Holy oh shit. Oh my god. Yeah. And then because there's not a lot of communication and there's not a lot of time because this is happening way faster than the Titanic. The boat's tipping to one side. People are freaking out. They're getting in the boats and they're just getting off the boat. And so nurses and medical people were like, we can't wait for word to like let these lifeboats get in the water. We've got we to get to go these now. people off. Yeah, yeah it's we're yeah. going to be underwater. So Fuck. they start getting people <clears> off. <throat> and the problem is, oh, God, this was such a fit, fucking fatal mistake because the engines and propellers were still on oh because he's trying to like maneuver it still maneuvering he's trying to get closer to the shore and the boats are like dropping and the second the boats drop and hit the water they there's a wake that's just pulling them towards the propellers the second a nightmare fucking nightmare I think you know what happens but the two the first two lifeboats to hit the water get munched up in the propeller every everyone on them dies Jesus it's Christ tragic. and there's no way to like tell the I mean they don't really no one knows what's going well, on well if it's you all can't happening see so quick. Yeah. because the boat it, you can't see like it's where it's tilted the, to one side yeah the communications mm-hmm. fucked like the rudder's not working because and it's sucking the boats it's into sucking. the propeller yeah Jesus Christ what a I nightmare. know it's total nightmare. Um, and so some say that Violet was on maybe the third lifeboat or like one right behind it that almost got sucked into the propeller. But luckily, um, the captain turned everything off. He he realized I don't know that he realized that that happened, but he was like, we're sinking too fast. We need to get people off the ship. I'm yeah, like the, the engines off. This yeah. is not working. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone needs to get off. So ultimately, they did get 35 lifeboats filled and launched, and the captain and his crew stayed on the bridge to try one more time. They turned back on the propellers once the rest of the boats were, like, away safely. They turned back on the um, engine and the propellers, and they were trying to, again, ground the ship, but it was just filled with too much water, and the... the force of like them trying to go forward actually I think did more damage and it mm-hmm. took them down even a little bit faster. And so eventually they just like cut all the power and they the bridge was filling up with water and they just kind of like swam out to like a um like a collapsible boat that they had and like they survived. Um Jesus. yeah, so all in all the Britannic sank in fifty five minutes in shallowish water off the coast of Greece like so shallow that as the ship was sinking it hit while it was still like sinking like it hit the ground and like broke the bow off um dude over a thousand people survived uh 30 people died it was the people in the two first lifeboats but but other than that there was no other casualties which was great and they were all picked up in multiple waves of ships over the course of the next few hours so Luckily, because of where they were, there, there's like a lot of factors that people survived. But, you know, there's more lifeboats. Um, it, there was more ships around to come pick them up. And the water yeah. wasn't that cold. And like all this other stuff, despite it sinking a lot faster. So yeah. um, it was wild. And in later years, because Violet wrote memoirs and wrote about all these experiences, she would describe the sinking of the ship saying, and this is like the last minutes of the sinking of the ship while she's watching it from the lifeboat. 
She dipped her head a little, then a little lower and still lower. All the deck machinery fell into the sea like a child's toys. Whoa. Then she took a fearful plunge, her stern rearing hundreds of feet into the air until, with a final roar, she disappeared into the depths, the noise of her going resounding through the water with undreamt of violence. Wow, she's a good writer. Yeah. It just, like, fucking push and then crashed. Dude, I, I did read that she may have sustained some injuries, specifically oh. head injuries, mm. during this uh, escape from too. the boat. Yeah. So I'm wondering if just like shit was like flying through the air and like, you know, or she was like, you know, there was like so much chaos that she like, I don't know, was yeah. jostled and bonked or something. I don't know. It just sounded, it sounded extremely chaotic. Like, yeah. As much as the Titanic with the added fucking, you know, propeller sucking, like, like that scene from Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade where they're like in the boat and then they're like getting munched up by the, the propeller, but like on a way bigger scale. I don't know. Oh my God. Yeah. It's, I, I I think the difference is too, like the Titanic was a cruise ship for a a lot of rich people and they were so worried about like holding up appearances that Mm -hmm. the band's fucking playing at the end and stuff. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, don't give away the like, it, the illusion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this yeah. is luxury. And it's like, whereas this was like, everybody is working. It's wartime. Like, yeah. let's fucking go. Like, yeah. we got dying soldiers that we need to evacuate. Like, yeah. let's go. Let's Dude. not let these men die like this. It sounds like this. I like, I know the Titanic was such a huge tragedy and we all yeah. know about it, but I feel like. This shit deserves a goddamn movie. Like, I know. And it needs to be told from her perspective because, like, the way I'm envisioning it is just like, like, you just, she's just having flashbacks of the Titanic. And she, like, wakes up in a cold sweat and she's like, gotta go back to work. And then she gets on this fucking ship. But she's just, like, constantly plagued by these horrible memories of, like, her past life experiences. And then she gets on this fucking ship. Oh, my God. my God. Or like or even you could also write this from the perspective of a soldier that like is fucking injured and almost died and then gets on this fucking boat. It reminds and it's like, me you're of- safe now, sir. We're on the hospital boat. We're going to get it- you home back to the motherland. And it's like oh, no. it reminds me of the that scene from Dunkirk where they're all like he's finally oh, I safe. Seen that. Oh my God, you got to see that move. That movie mm. fucking rules. Uh, he's like, it follows this soldier who's like stranded in Dunkirk and he finally gets off this beach that he's been yeah. stranded on and shot at every 30 minutes or whatever. And he's finally safe on a on a hospital ship and then it gets torpedoed and it sinks. And you're just like, dude. Oh my God. It's like, it's wild. It That's what it, this reminds me of, like this yeah. whole account. It's wild. And yeah, it's I think I mean, Titanic, they make movies about it probably because it is so tragic, like so many people died. Mm -hmm. But this seems somehow more violent. I don't know. There's very different like vibe to this one. Oh, yeah, because it was like it was a working ship. And but it was also the the sister ship of the Titanic. So I don't understand why it does not have better. I mean, it it hit a fucking mine. I know, yeah, but it, I mean, it blew a hole in the side and, you know, and in some of the doors and shit. So, yeah, it just, 
but it wasn't in like enemy it wasn't in like enemy waters or anything right it was just like it was a freak thing so i don't know why there was a mine there yeah i didn't look at that part I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's it's crazy regardless. So, yeah, I don't we might know. have to do more info on this uh, specific boat. But fuck, dude, it's uh, that was. Yeah. Third time's a charm, but it didn't kill her. She survived. She I mean, just like. After that, I would be done with boats personally. hundred percent. Yeah. But. I think that's also a luxury we have in this oh, yeah. day and age because it's like, well, Where options for women else. are are yeah. more abundant and we can we can dress however the fuck we want. Yeah. When we go to work. And you I could mean, like restart your life like you could be like, I think I'll get a job at something else now or like translate my uh, abilities to something else like sh- you couldn't do that back then. It's like mm-hmm. if you were a stewardess. I mean, you still kind of can't. Well, no, but I, well, but I think if you worked on a cruise ship and then you went to a hotel and you're like, can I work yeah. at this hotel? They'd be like, yeah, your experience is relevant. You know what I mean? I feel sure. like it wasn't that easy back then. And there was just like a lot of class yeah. hurdles that that I'm sure, you know, she had she was facing and among so many other things. So she went back to work for White Star in like 1920. And it's <laughs> like... You, do you have nine lives? Is there something you want to tell us? Because I just feel like you had your, your luck has run out. Your lucketh has run out. I mean, ma'am, this is, <laughs> you are on borrowed time here. Maybe yeah. like, I don't know, work at a restaurant now. I know. I don't know. I don't know. Oh my God. Or like a hospital at this point. Like she had, she has relevant experience. She could mm-hmm. be an administrator in a hospital. I don't know. But again, maybe they didn't need, you know, or maybe she liked the ocean. I think she, she liked, did. You I said. think she, yeah, yeah, I think she, I think she liked the experience of mm-hmm. travel and, um, yeah, she, she went back to work for White Star in 1920, like you oh said. So she was just like about that life. Yeah. Um, and then she went on to work for Red Star and then later the Royal Mail line again, because why not? And she did, took cruises around the world. And honestly, I just think, like, get this woman her own boat. Absolutely. She deserves it. Like, she must love being on the ocean and the open seas and, like, make her a captain. And let's call it a day because she should not be on these giant ass boats that keep running into shit. I feel like she should be, like, in the captain's, like, area and be like, hey, listen, I've been through I've been a lot here. of shit. Yeah. You might just keep an eye out for mines, yeah, icebergs, other boats, other boats. That's my best advice. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. I'm, I, you're, I'm not the boss here. You're the yeah. boss. You're the captain. But also, I am the captain now. So, yeah, I think you should listen to me. I love the idea of her just like woman splaining to the captain, <laughs> yeah. just like. But like having Oh, the, is this your first voyage? Yeah. Oh. oh no, I almost didn't park it right. Oh no. Oh. Um I've hit a fucking iceberg and survived. Okay, so looks it's like fine. you're listing a little bit. Let me just like move this. For yeah. You. Let's get the bearing oh, no. right. Oh no, are we gonna be five minutes late? Well, we could be five days late if you wanna sink this fucking thing, but you probably don't wanna do that, do you? So let's just stop whining and do our job. Let's be cognizant here of the fact that <laughs> this boat could sink at any moment i know <laughs> boat sink boat sink <laughs> yeah oh she she stayed on those boats she loved those mm-hmm. boats she was about that boat life um 
Uh, she was called, she like did her memoirs. She had the nickname Miss Unsinkable when people found out that this bitch was like all up in these like maritime disasters. They were like, yeah. ma'am. Um, and it's just like crazy coincidences, you know, nothing, nothing more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She um, had nothing to do with any of this, no. <laughs> which is the wild part, because like if you did if you did any sort of like correlation exercises or causation exercises, you'd be like this woman. But yeah. actually, there were a couple other people that were on the Titanic and also the Britannic. There was mm. like a pastor, I think, and then some other person like a sailor man and uh yeah, I didn't Popeye, really look into the those. Sailor Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Olive. And what's the baby's name? Sweet Pea. Oh, yeah. That's so cute. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah I, it's um pretty wild. The mm-hmm. I, There's, you know, some things in life are just coincidences. Yeah. I know everybody always wants to turn coincidences into conspiracy theories, but this is one that you truly can just be like, well, you know, truth is stranger than fiction. This mm-hmm. woman really was just like trying to do her job. Was not her fault that all these boats kept crashing. <laughs> no, like she's like serving split pea soup in the dining room or whatever, like, like dressing someone's fuck bandages. Me. Are we yeah. really sinking again? Again? <laughs> God damn it! God fucking! I need to call my like whoever's getting me these jobs. I need to call my recruiting agent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What the fuck? I would uh, sue the shit out of White Star. Okay, that's the thing, too. If this happened today, White Star, they wouldn't be a company anymore because they would be sued so hard. Oh, my God. Like, I'm, I, this is a company, so it's not a person, but I'm going to say, sir, please stop making boats. <laughs> you don't know what you're – you keep sinking them somehow. I yeah. don't know what's happening, but please this- stop making them. Please stop staffing them. Please stop putting them in the water. You um, should probably not do anything water related anymore. Yeah. Let's just like let's just call mm-hmm. it out. You know what? Uh, just make plates because honestly, those survived longer at the bottom of the ocean than some of these fucking boats out here. <laughs> yeah, why? And it's just gorgeous. Like, why don't you pivot to like a new thing? Like, yeah, why porcelain. do why? <laughs> that's the thing like she had to like she just like stuck around with this job but like white star was the one that really needed to pivot into a new career okay Uh, maybe make something on land you know what you are great at luxury maybe make some condos how about some hotels let's just like how about some hotels yeah have the people come to you because honestly you're not getting the people where they need to go you're murdering people. You're murdering people. And uh, it's at an alarming rate. I, you know what? I live for White Star uh, slander. So this is yeah. great. Also, uh, I realized I'm wearing a white sweater with stars on it, which is very fun. Oh, um, well, good for you. I just realized. and Incredible. I it was cute. I love it. was like it. very own brand. So anyway. Well, if you, if you can believe it, um, Violet Jessup didn't – she's – she didn't live forever, unfortunately. Um, despite, but she didn't die on a boat. She did not die on a boat, though. That is true. Um, she she just retired to England. She lived mm-hmm. into her eighties, and she passed away from congestive heart failure in nineteen seventy one. My God. Um, well, that's the the tale of Violet Jessup. She, uh, wow. I think she briefly was married in like the fifties, but she noped mm-hmm. on out of that shit. She's like, yeah. nah, I I'm married to the sea now. oh my gosh Um, i can't believe she never married one of the like guys that proposed to her i know 
I mean, they were she like couldn't the be Billy- tied down. She yeah. was wild. Yeah, they were like Billy Zanes. Yeah, they were like the Billy Zanes. And she was like, no. Yeah. Mm-mm. She's like, no, thank you, sir. I, yeah. I'm I better. an asshole. I've survived many disasters. Yeah. I don't need to actually create a disaster for myself, which this yeah. marriage will probably be. So I'll, <laughs> I, I think I'm better off alone, like LSDJ. So. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> I will marry you, but this is a ship I'm going to sink. Yeah. That's it? <laughs> yeah. Go for her. Um, God bless and Mm -hmm. uh, Godspeed. I can't believe this woman is real. I know. Yeah, I really did think it was fake. Even today when I like went to do research, I was like, oh, I I feel like I'm prepared to find an article that's like this woman wasn't real. But no, it's she was real. Like a lot of the historical archives talk about her and shit. Yeah. Um, And, you know, we don't have too much i i mean i would imagine you could maybe read her uh memoir but um yeah it's just a wild thing um that she it was a coincidence she was on all these things and yeah amazing uh good times Mm -hmm. thank you guys for listening this was a fun one to research i think oh yeah uh I loved Wild. it. It just made me, me want to watch Titanic. Um, oh, my God. Not me. me. I wanna... get very cringy about it now. Oh, I, it's like one of those movies, like, anytime it's on, I'm like, oh, I'll just leave it on. Oh, that's nice. But, yeah. It's mostly it... like I just want to watch the end. Is that fucked up? That's fucked up, huh? No, the end's the best part when I like, all see... the action's ramping up. I want to see Kate Winslet's titties, and I want to see, <laughs> like... I want yeah. to see hot fucking Leo. Oh, my God. Yeah. Prime paint, of his life, Leo. Ugh. Paint me like one of your French girls. The hand on the on the car. Um, I do. I mean, that movie is just incredible. Like the fashion, like the costuming, mm. the set design, everything about it is perfect. Ugh. But Even it is Billy a little Zane. long. Even Billy yeah, Zane, yeah, it's a lot. Um, Anyway. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you for listening to our long-winded tale about Violet Jessup and um, yeah. uh, follow us on social media. Mm-hmm. At DTFU Podcast, all the places. Yeah. Uh, can't, won't catch me on a cruise anytime soon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Mostly because I don't want norovirus because you get it every time you go on a cruise. But um, also, I don't. Yeah, I, I'm boat shy now. No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. BYO life jacket. Absolutely. Um, I do like I like the ocean and boats though. So yeah, go figure. And I um, like boats and hose. Boats and hose. God, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I have nothing else to say except be excellent to yourselves and each other. Ah. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.